Hello, everyone. I am Jennifer Klug, and with me today is Denise Navarro. Denise, how are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. Thank you. So I have known you for a very long time, and I'm so fortunate, at least, at least. And I think the first time that I met you, you were on your way to an Astros game. <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you for joining today. I want to tell everyone a little bit more about you. Um, Denise is just an incredible uh, woman, uh, businesswoman, founder, community person. Uh, we're just so blessed to have you with us today. And for those that don't know, um, Denise is the owner and founder of um, CEO and CEO, wow, of Logical Innovations. And um, you have been working as a government contractor for quite some time now, um, NASA specifically, which I'm, I, oh my gosh, I'm a, a NASA, I, I can't even tell you what a fan I am of, of the sciences. So we'll talk about that a little bit too. But specifically the Johnson Space Center uh, Small Business Council you're on as well. Um, you were recently honored as one of the top three most influential women in Houston, congratulations. Top 30. Oh, oh top, did I say three? Well, that's how I feel. That's no, how I feel. You, you've risen by ranks. That's awesome. <laughs> and then um, uh, you're also doing some work in underserved communities. So we're going to talk about all of that. So let's begin. For those that don't know what Logical Innovations does, give us a gist. Sure. So Logical Innovations is a value-added partner um, and provider of business, technical, and creative services to the federal government. Um, as you mentioned, my primary customer is NASA. And with that, I have been just so fortunate to support NASA across the country at, in fact, 11 different NASA facilities. Um, we have folks just coast to coast and, you know, life is awesome and just truly blessed. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I mean, as far as cool jobs go, I, I would put you in the top 30 myself. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. It, yeah. So I know you through the best and brightest companies to work for. So take a moment to brag a little bit about your culture and your people. And if you could describe your culture for us and um, any brag points about you as an employer, let's chat about that for a second. Well, first of all, we just have some amazing folks. You know, I call them, you know, they're part of my family. Um, and as I said, you know, they're working coast to coast, day in and day out. They don't even see me, you know, and especially during the pandemic, they they don't, they haven't seen me. Some of them haven't seen me in a couple of years. Um, but the culture is that um, we maintain this, this connection um, and they understand that, you know, I'm there rooting for them day in and day out, whether I'm, whether they can see me or not. Um, they know they're appreciated and valued. And that's our culture, that we are a family and we just do what it takes to get the job done. And whether we're together or not, um, you know, like we're together in spirit. So I think, you know, it's just it's just really making sure that they know they're at the top there. Um, and and this is, you know, this company is what, you know, it's all about them. So, right. yeah. Well, I think you hit on something. And, and I think there's a taboo about saying your work family, but as a small business, and I can relate to this too. As a small business, you spend quite a bit of time with your colleagues uh, and they become an extension of your family. And, and it's, a, it's a much more tight knit 
um, culture than let's say a big business with 10,000 employees. So um, I think it's okay to say work family because that's really what we are. We know so much about each other, both um, within the company and their work, but as their family, their family and their interests and their hobbies and caring for them as a whole person. So thank you for mentioning that. Um, let's talk about the pandemic for a second. You know, we've all had to stretch ourselves and we've taken on challenges and, and whatnot. And um, leadership has become defined differently post-pandemic. What would you say you learned most about yourself and your leadership and what worked really well for you during the pandemic? Talk to us about that. Well, so the pandemic, you know, really has created a lot of opportunities for us. Um, and it's also really shown that our folks are just resilient and they're going to get the job done no matter what. You know, one thing about being um, across the country as a small business and not always being together, working in a remote capability and moving to that environment really didn't take a lot of effort because we were pretty much, you know, in remote situations um, to begin with. I mean, that's that's really been our business model that we don't have to be together to get the job done. We know who to count on. You know, we know we can count on each other and how to call on each other. So, so um, as far as challenges, I think the biggest challenge for me was not so much getting the work done because I have rock stars among me. I mean, I'm just so fortunate that, um, you know, I, I've got these, you know, group of folks across the country that, you know, that I'm honored to work with. But um, I think the biggest challenge for me is not being able to get out there and see them um, in person. You know, I always tell, I, I tell them I'm really craving seeing people in 3D because, um, you know, that the, you know, travel stopped, everything stopped, everything shut down, people work from home. Um, so that, that was my biggest challenge. So, you know, we just really, you know, just really rolled out technology to make sure we stayed connected. And, you know, and I just have to beg people to like, turn on your camera. I don't care if you can brush your hair. <laughs> I just want to see you, you know, let's see your smiling face. So um, just that opportunity to, to use different methods to connect, um, even though we couldn't be in person and, you know, we know eventually we'll get there. So Denise, it sounds like you're one of the, the people that likes to have people around them. It's really interesting during the pandemic, what we learned about each other. You know, some people like to be uh, in person, other people thrived not being in person. And it sounds like you and you learned in your leadership style that you like to be around people and, and get that energy. Um, it's really interesting how we all discovered these things about ourselves. Um, and, and now you're a, a woman-owned business. Uh, you just got recognized by NASA for um, Small Business Prime Contractor of the Year. Um, plus, you've had a plethora of other honors. It, it's just truly incredible. And I know you're humble. I know you're very <laughs> humble. Um, but what do you think is the secret to your growth and strategy? So if you were had another entrepreneur sitting in front of you, what uh -huh. would you them is the secret to success you know um it's not really a secret you know sometimes you just it's just um knowing how to treat people right knowing that um you know i'm committed so everyone around me knows i am committed i'm dedicated you know i'm here for them and i think it's just you know whether it's your employees your your customers, your business partners, um, and even your community. It's all about just maintaining this partnership. You know, we're, we're, we're in it together. And 
Yeah, I may be the owner, I may be, you know, what they consider the top of the, the ladder, so to speak, but really, you know, I'm part of their team. And and so I think that's, you know, it's it's just really making sure that, you know, everyone involved knows they matter to me. And, and you know, this goes back to our culture. It is, it, it's, you know, um, we work with NASA, but it ain't rocket science just to do do things right, you know? <laughs> Oh man, you must have so many rocket jokes um, <laughs> around there. <laughs> it's not rocket science. <laughs> That's great, Denise. I guess you could say I had kind of a sense of humor too. I, I like to laugh. <laughs> well, you'd be surprised how many businesses don't focus on treating their people right. I mean, that was the first thing that came out of your, your mouth is you treat your people right is your secret sauce. And to you, it seemed like, well, that's no big deal. Just to, But there are so many people out there that are in jobs where they, they are ignored or they're not treated with respect or um, they don't feel like they're in it together with the CEO. So don't undervalue that secret sauce that you have. It's, it's, it's quite an accomplishment. Um, so just for fun, I mean, you're, you have one, I love your job. I think it's so cool. You're working with NASA. What's some of the proudest, um, moments that you've had, um, working in your job, or do you want to share a fun story with us of, of the coolest thing you guys did over there? Oh gosh. You know, there's just so many stories I could talk about. I mean, just some of the places I've been, just some of the access I've had, you know, to walk the halls. Um, of these different NASA facilities, the NASA centers, the headquarters, you know, um, getting, you know, getting to drive up to a launch pad. I mean, you know, witnessing a, um, witnessing a launch, you know, just, just being part of that excitement that, you know, the, you know, you know, the reaching for the stars, you know, exploration is out there and, and how cool now is like, suddenly, suddenly it's not this, this, um, exclusive club, right? So you have commercial space, you know, and you have all these different launches. So, I, you know, it's just it's just one big, you know, dream. You know, I, I, I always tell people, you know, when they say, well, you know, what made you go down this path? And, you know, I, I tell them, you know, I grew up um, in the Houston Galveston area. So, you know, as a kid, I drive by Johnson Space Center and, you know, it was just one of those like, you know, I could work there one day. That would be so cool if I could work there one day. And, and so I just set that on my, you know, my to-do list. It's like, I'm going to get in those gates. It's, you know, I'm going to, and it, it took me a while, but, um, and now, you know, it's, uh, let's see, it's been since November of 1984 when I got my first contracting job there um, when I was starting my career. So time has flown and and I, I'm, I'm excited every time I see something come out, you know, here's the next launch or here's the next opportunity coming up. I mean, it's it's really exciting. And I think that's why I wake up every day just so excited to to see how the day is gonna go and what and what challenges and what what cool things I'm gonna see. Yeah, well, you, you mentioned as a young lady, you would drive past that. What would you recommend for a young lady that's, um, She's really good in sciences, science, math, maybe even physics. And she doesn't live in Houston. She doesn't see NASA right there. Um, or her family is, maybe they're in business and they're not, um, or they in retail and they don't have access to science degrees. How would you encourage that young lady? Um, you know, I was actually that young lady. Um, you know, my family, 
my sisters went into the medical field and, and, you know, so, so I, I was the, I was the only one that was really had that passion for technology and space and all these cool things. So, you know, I, I guess just, just kind of what I would tell myself and put myself up back in the day. It's like, you know, just, just do it, just follow your dreams. You know, you got to work hard, study hard, but you can make it happen. And, um, you know, gender or your family's background, those aren't roadblocks at all because you're the one who is in charge of your destiny. And if you just plug into the right formula, um, surround yourself with the right people, find mentors, um, just, you know, just go out and pursue your dreams and make it happen for yourself. And, and I, I believe you're mentoring others too. I, I saw that you're doing quite a bit of work out there. Do you want to touch upon that at all? Oh, sure. So um, really just because of logical innovations, I, I have the opportunity to pursue um, some of my long-term goals. And the first thing we did was we set, we started setting up um, scholarship programs for, um, for what I, what I tell is like these students with a passion for learning, but maybe not the means to achieve their educational goals. So we initially set, set up with a local community college, which is a minority serving institution a full ride, a full two-year scholarship so they could obtain their associate's degrees or maybe some just some a certification of some sort, you know, whether it be um, a skill that would take them straight into the workforce or the foundation to go on to a, a four-year university, but just something to get their feet off the ground, give them that ability, that license, so to speak, to get out there and um, achieve their dreams. And so that has grown from um, one scholarship at a community college to now we have two at that community college, um, three others at another uh, local minority serving institution, and then one at an HBCU. And so wow. as those have evolved, I've also become very active on um, the foundation boards and um, a board for a college of science and engineering, and also working um, as part of uh, some of the business curriculums in the local schools where I come in and do a, a, a talk on entrepreneurship and what it takes to, to own a business. So a lot of things like that. I really like being out there and um, seeing people that I recognize myself in back in the day, many, right. many, many years ago. Um, and then, um, you know, and also just working within the community, um, serving on various boards to, to work within, um, you know, the, the greater good, so to speak. So, and, and then as a company, we're actually an official mentor through the Small Business Administration. And so we have two active protégés um, that are small businesses that are coming up and we're working with them so they can secure um, contracts in the federal government. That's fantastic. Just more testament um, why you are a best and brightest company to work for. And it's, it's very cool to witness it. It's, it's very cool. Let's um, shift gears a little bit. Uh, many times people in your industry know things that are going to happen before the rest of us in the business world um, know it. So based off of your industry knowledge, um, what trends are happening right now that you think are going to stick and, and will be important for all of us as we move forward? Well, you know, so I mentioned commercial space. 
Um, and I said, you know, there's just so many things going on when you, you know, now you've got, um, you know, folks taking rides to, to experience space and they're just, you know, lay people who have, you know, who get a seat, you know, on board. Um, and, and I really like that because I think it just fuels the passion for exploration and some of the things that, you know, NASA has been working on for many years. And I think that really expands opportunities for other businesses, you know, and, you know, I'll get back to, you know, when, when people think about NASA or the space industry, they think, well, if I'm not a rocket scientist or I'm not an engineer, then I, I have, you know, I have nothing to offer. But that couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, I employ folks that um, and I tell them, even if they're not on the front line, they're they're behind the scenes enabling that to happen. So whether they're accountants, whether they're trainers, um, whether they're, um, you know, acquisition folks they're behind the scenes taking care of the yeah. work that needs to be done you know so every industry has its needs and so you know this trends in technology you know just i would just say also just keep an eye on what's going on in technology there's just so much happening and and, and so many tools and i would say just make sure that you understand and you leverage technology now don't be afraid of it even if you're you know if you think that you know technology can't benefit you um, guess again, everything you have around you is, you know, with, you know, the phone you carry, you know, it's, it's a computer, <laughs> you know, in your pocket. So I did do the tour in Houston of the NASA facilities and uh, they did say that they went to space and back to the moon and back on less, um, tech <laughs> than what we have on our cell phones right now. It's incredible. That's right. This could probably get me to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> And back, and back. Yeah, it's amazing when you think about, you know, how we've evolved over the years. Right. Yeah. Sometimes we just take it for granted, and and we really need to kind of sit back and you know, um, be it all. Well, let's let's kind of dream a little, because I mean, we are talking about dreaming. We're going to Mars, where you have all this cool tech that we got to keep our eyes on and, and leverage and use. Um, if you had, let's say your company has 10 times the budget it has now, where where would your company be? What would you be investing in? What would you be doing? What would the future look like? You know, so the, the first thing I would do is I would surround myself with, you know, my really smart people that I have the opportunity of knowing and um, calling my friends, calling my colleagues, calling my business partners, calling my, you know, logical family. And really just, you know, just have brainstorming sessions to say, where do we see, you know, the trends? What do we see the future? What do we see opportunities? And then also, because as our culture is, we want to make sure we take care of our own. I would specifically ask our folks like, where do where do we need to improve to make to make life better for y'all as part of this logical uh, family? You know what what would it take? And you know if I had ten times the budget and no earmarks for it, oh my gosh, you know it would just be like, where do we allocate it? You know what are the smart things to do? But but also remembering like, what do my folks need and, and what can help them to you know to make life a little bit better for them and their families. Yeah. So again, another reason why you're a best and brightest company to work for, because your first thought was to collaborate 
where can we take the business together? How can we make our lives better? How can we move the business forward and help you at the same time? So you're, you do it naturally. You probably don't realize that others don't think like that. Um, so that's a pretty cool testament to you, Denise. Um, one of the things um, that, uh, I guess it's my pet peeve as a leader, is sometimes you're seen by the title and not as a human, right? <laughs> so one of these things that I want to do uh, as we talk to folks in this in the series of interviews that we're doing is get behind the person that's the leader, the CEO, you're a community leader, you've gotten all kinds of accolades, you're the CEO and founder of your business, you've grown it um, incredibly, um, very down to earth. <laughs> um, so let's let's just talk a little bit about Denise. Um, who inspires you or what inspires you? Wow, you know, so, so many people, um, you know, my family, um, you know, because at the end of the day, I, that's why I always tell people, it's like, you don't work for me, you work with me, you work for, you know, whatever it is. So like, for me, it was always, I work for my family. I work with a lot of people, but I work for my family. And now, you know, because of Logical Innovations, my family has grown. Um, so my logical family um, are such an inspiration to me because they're just they're just so hardworking. They're just so dedicated. And uh, I'm just humbled that they, um, you know, they signed up with me and helped me build my reputation. Um, you know, these community leaders that are out there that I get to work with to to help others to make a brighter future for those generations coming up. They're inspirational. Um, my my customers, I have some wonderful customers. And, you know, I, I've established a partnership with them and their confidence in me has inspired me to keep it going and to always look to improve and to do better by them, you know, as well. Um, and then I've got some great business partners that I work with that, um, you know, that, you know, I, I talk about being a mentor, but, you know, I, I'm a protege, you know, because we're always here to learn. And, you know, every day is an opportunity to learn and to be able to find something, some some nugget of wisdom that you could carry forward and, and you know, make yourself a better person, make logical innovations, a better company. And, um, you know, so so I'm, I'm just always inspired by, you know, I think I told you, but I'm a people person. So um, I, I, I'm fueled, my energy levels go up because the more I'm around these people, especially people who are positive and help me to be a better and more positive person. Yeah, energy creates energy. What you yeah. put out there goes somewhere, right? Yeah. Like Denise grabbing it. If it's positive energy, you grab onto it. <laughs> and I have a lot of energy as it is, so. <laughs> oh, that's great. No, that's really wonderful. Um, not many people talk to that, that there's energy that we put out there and, and mm -hmm. we bring people to us or we push people away. And you're one of those people that thrives on that positive energy. You put a room of happy people and you're probably in your best element creating strategy and, and plans and, oh, what are we going to do? You know, master collaborator of positive energy. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, let's, let's talk about, you know, you, this is a typical question. We can shift it a little bit, but, uh, you know, what keeps you up at night or if there was a limitation or a weakness what would you get rid of? You know, what it, you're a cup half full person, so you probably don't naturally go there, but you know, what what bothers you? What are some of the things that bothers you that you would like to see gone one day? 
Um, you know, just negative energy. Um, you know, I, I talk about, you know, it's so I, I think, you know, I think um, if you can't, you know, you got to get up and enjoy what you're doing. You got to get up and just, you know, grasp at those opportunities and what life puts in front of you. Make something happen. You know, don't, you know, I, I am a glass half full. I, I'm the eternal optimist. You know, I, I can find a silver lining in, you know, most everything out there. So I think that's important to, you know, um, you know, and, and I, um, I, you know, I think I told you earlier, I was like, I, I, I like to be able to, to smile and laugh um, because I think that's, that's, you know, I always say laughter is the best medicine. And I think that helps to, to, to keep that energy going. Um, so I can't really say, you know, I, I try to make sure that I, I focus every day and I always have my to-do list and I know it's going to grow. Um, but I always make sure that I, I in my day, whatever time that might be, because I don't have any defined parameters in a day. Um, but I always try to make sure that that I end my day on a positive note, and I look at it and say, I'm proud of what I've gotten done today. And um, you know, because I've learned as I get older that I really do need to relax and and you know take some time to sleep. Because um, I, I used to say, no, I'm not going to sleep. But I, but you know, if I get, I get at least six hours of sleep a night. And I said, because because if I'm not, you know, waking up with my energy and you know my enthusiasm, I'm no good for anybody. So I need to make sure that I do that and focus. But it, it does help to make sure that you end your day on a positive note, and um, you know, you just, you just, uh, you know, if you if you act with, you know, within values and ethics, then then you can end every day that way. Um, if I could get rid of something, I could, I would um, add more hours to the day. You know, 24 hours sometimes is just not enough. I, I, I tease with people that I really enjoy my trips west because on the way out there, I get a 26 hour day. If I start from central time to Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> on the way back, it's like, oh no, I'm good. I'm gonna get down to 22. But, but on the way over there, that day is 26 hours. Like, and I'm just like, I get to use, you know, I have an extra two hours of my day. You you really are the if if Carpe Diem had a photo next to it it would be you. Seize the day. <laughs> I mean for real, for real. It's a natural energy. It's a natural uh, want to make change. Is, now let's talk about that energy a little bit. Uh, does it get daunting at times for you? Do you overextend yourself sometimes? Oh, always. I mean, but that's a good thing. Get, you know, I tell people like you know I. I I, I bored too easily, you know, so, you know, um, I, I just like to, I just like to feel like I'm accomplishing and that I'm using every minute of the day to its fullest extent. Um, I think sometimes I'm a little tiring to others around me, um, but, um, but no, I, you know, and I love taking on new tasks, you know, it's like, and people will tell me like, stop saying yes or stop raising your hand, you know, but it's, it, it's just not in me to say, you know, to not want to, you know, be a part not of it. help out in some capacity or not want to, you know, um, accommodate someone. If, if there's a need for something and I can feel that need, then I, I you know, I, I, I just, I just feel compelled to do it. So, yeah. I'm energized yeah. just talking to you. I'm ready to jump. <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I just got off a meeting earlier and I was talking and, and, and one of the persons was saying, said, um, Wow, you make me really feel lazy. And I'm like, no, no, that's not my intent. <laughs> it's to pull people with and up. Yeah, it's like, no, no, no. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah. 
But I could imagine that somebody that's more methodical and wants to be a little bit more skeptical, I would imagine that they would have some issues with your style. How do you address that? The, you're, you're surrounded by people that like numbers and like to analyze and be scientific and go real slow with the data. How do you navigate that? Well, I mean, I believe in numbers. I believe in looking at the data. So, I mean, I will slow down to make sure that I have the right picture. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't want to wear rose-colored glasses all the time and go, nope, that's not us. You know, I, you know, I, I, I'm also very brutally honest with myself, and I tell those people around me, like, give me the truth. But then I also look at it and say, okay, now what are we going to do to correct that? How are we going to make? How are we going to turn that into a positive? And so then that becomes my quest of turning that around and making it a making it a, a success story. So sure. I can my yeah, so I can get my optimism back in there. <laughs> you force the success to happen. That's great. That's great. Or just let it find its path, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you a path always rises up. I, I like to say a path always rises up. If you're patient right. enough to wait for it, it'll pop up there. Or you force the path to happen, right? Yeah. It always does come along. Um, so I like to do these little rapid fire questions. So I'm gonna just throw them in with first thing that comes to your mind. I think I know this answer. Favorite sport? Football. Oh, I don't know the answer. I thought you were gonna say baseball. You know, we ju we just seem to hang around during baseball season, but football's number one for me. And your favorite team? Dallas Cowboys. Boys. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Do you have a favorite book? I was a kid, so. Yep, I gotcha. Favorite book? You know, I don't have a favorite book, but I really love like suspense thrillers because I, I like to be surprised at the end. Yeah. So, yeah. so you read for pleasure and to clear your head, I would guess, rather than reading for business content. Well, I read for business every day. So if, you know, so if I'm going to read just for pure enjoyment, then it's going to be, you know, like a John Grisham or a Patricia yeah. Cornwell or, you know, yeah. something like that. Gotcha. Yeah. There's always a twist at the end. Yes. Uh, favorite dessert? I really, I'm not a dessert person. Um, so, yeah, no. So, I mean, really, at the end of a meal, my best thing to do is, you know, coffee. And if I'm feeling adventurous, then, you know, a cappuccino. What about snacks? Do you like potato chips? Those are my weakness, but I, I try to <laughs> steer away from them. <laughs> but, yeah, I, yeah, I do like my chips. And okay. yeah, throw in some salsa. Oh, man, you have me. Have you tried pickle chips? They're delicious. No. Chips? I'm going to have to send you a bag of pickle chips. <laughs> <laughs> what was the la last vacation you took? What's a vacation? The last vacation you no, took. No, I said, what is a vacation? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're, okay, you just, you just identified yourself to this whole audience here. You know, so, so, um, I, you know, I'm not one who can unplug because I don't like to feel like I've missed out on anything or someone's waiting for me. So I, I will take like long weekends and just, you know, sometimes just hop in the car and, you know, drive, you know, so maybe, you know, drive to San Antonio, drive to Austin, you know, um, 
drive up just north Houston, you know, just something, you know, just to chill, but I'm, but I'm always connected in some way. Um, but sometimes, you know, just to recharge your batteries, I don't need a long time. I don't need to fly to exotic places. I mean, I won't turn that down. I mean, you know, things like, hey, you ought to go to Hawaii. Well, yeah, I, I, I probably should because I haven't been there in a number of years. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think I just, I just like to, you know, take those moments I can when I can and, um, and enjoy life. Do you, do you uh, watch movies? Um, not really. I mean, I don't watch it. I, you know, I can't remember the last time I went to a movie theater. Seize the, it's like, actually, it sees the work day. Carpe diem. <laughs> but I do like to watch, like, I can watch, like, old movies over and over. You know, it's like, I know what's going to happen. I, I probably even know the lines, but, you know, sometimes it's just, it's just fun to, yeah. I'm curious, when you wake up in the morning, what's your routine? Um, exercise and coffee. Really? Where um, coffee's your thing, huh? What what um, what kind of exercise? Well, I have a room full of machines, and so I have a treadmill, I have a health rider, I have an elliptical, I have free weights. It just kind of depends on what little routine I want that day. I try to change it up, but um, yeah, I I I just sometimes you know it's, it's just good to sweat. <laughs> It's good. It is good. And, and it boosts my energy. It sure does. It sure yeah. does. Let me ask you this. Um, and let's leave it, leave it with this. How would you define happiness? Being able to make it a positive impact on those around me. That is happiness to me. You made a positive difference in their life. Very yes. nice. Very nice. Well, Denise. You are incredible. Thanks for joining us today. And I think it just goes to show that you have an amazing background and you're so humble and you're so personable and, and you humanize this role as CEO so beautifully and you help so many people with what you do, not only your own team, but um, all the folks at NASA, I'm, I'm sure are pretty uh, happy that you're with them. <laughs> Well, I hope so. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Do you want to leave us with our last word of advice? Um, you know, I always tell people, no one can define what success is but you. So, you know, just be happy and be, be happy with what you have and what you've achieved. And that is success. Um, and then let me thank you and your organization for embracing me and pulling me into the fold because I am a very different company than when I first started with y'all in 2012. And it's amazing that we've been together that long. So I appreciate this new community and this connection I have with y'all and, and just what y'all do for businesses overall. I really appreciate y'all. Thank you. Thanks, Denise. Thank you so much. And thank you for being with us today. And everyone have a good day. Bye-bye, everybody.